0: Yes, ma'am, I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am, this is... Yes, ma'am, this is... This is the president.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to This is the President. You just heard our brand spanking new opening there. Uh, That's Mr. Uh, Johnson, President Lyndon B. Johnson. On the phone to Pakistan, thought it made for a a pretty good intro, so I've sampled a bit of him and put him in there. We'll get that phone call uh, on here one of these days. That was in the last short film that I did called um, You Can't Always Get What You Want. It was a collection of phones from Mr. Johnson, kind of calling people and trying to get things that he couldn't get. So uh, we'll we'll get that to that, but that's not what today's phone call is about. Today's phone call is all about... The guy who came right before LBJ, none other than Mr. John F. Kennedy. President Kennedy was president from 1960 to 1963. Tragically assassinated in office Uh, That was 50 years ago, 50 years ago next week. And so hopefully this podcast will be up by then. This is going to be a two-parter, pretty much my favorite of the Kennedy phone calls so far. Coincidentally enough, it's the subject of a film I just finished. So, of course, doing a little tie-in there. Uh, I've come to call this the Silly Bastard phone call. Uh, this is, um, Kennedy kind of goes off the rails on this phone call, and it's actually, as, as I said, it's a two-parter. What we're going to do is play the first part this week and then get into the second part next week, hopefully, if the timeline remains all, all stable. Uh, the phone call's actually been getting a lot of traction. I'll tell you how I discovered it was I was going through, I just kind of I'd made some kind of experimental film and to space it up, I had thrown in these presidential phone calls. And going through the phone calls that I found online uh, at Miller History Center, Miller Center for Presid- Presidential History, that's MillerCenter.org. Uh, while I was going through the phone calls, I noticed they just kind of list the phone call number and then the um, what the subject is about, a quick version of what the subject is about. And I noticed this one phone call of Kennedy's that just said, uh, the discussion just said, Furniture at Otis Air Force Base. And um, I'll give away one of my little secrets here that I've discovered is that usually the more boring the description of the phone call, the more entertaining it was. And uh, this one was pretty darn entertaining.
0: I'd like to send that furniture back. Have they paid for it? I'll find out. Just on my own. I don't care. We own a store. But I'd just like to send that goddamn furniture
1: back. So what I'll do now here is try to paint a picture. Is July 1963, a very pregnant Jackie Kennedy, the president's wife, decides to stay in Hyannisport, Massachusetts for the summer up at the Kennedy compound. Now, there's kind of an, a battle between who's going to take her in case she does goes into labor. Uh, the Army wants her to have the baby at Walter Reed Hospital, which is down near Washington. Air Force is saying that she, she should have the baby at Otis Air Force Base, which is only about 15 miles away. So the Air Force eventually wins out, and what they do is put together a suite, uh, just out of stuff at, at, around the base. Reporters are hanging around the, uh, Otis all the time. This is like a big event. You know, it was kind of like the Royal Baby if you're around this summer. And so the reporters are kind of camped around the hospital, and eventually they, someone in the Air Force, decided to let the reporters into the hospital to take some pictures of the suite. And that's where things got a little crazy. So the reporters went in, there, take they take their pictures the picture winds up in the Washington Post the next day, uh, but only this time there's allegations that not, the Air Force didn't just use r- stuff they had on the base. Uh, somebody had gone out and spent $5,000 on furniture for at a local Boston department store, Jordan, Jordan Marsh, to fix it up. And this gets printed in the paper. Now, $5,000 might not sound like that much money to get upset about, but translated into 2013 dollars, we're talking about uh, roughly it's about $38,000. So you can understand why Kennedy might be upset if that gets printed in the paper that that amount of money was spent on fixing up a room at an Air Force base. Next to this story, there is a picture of a grinning Air Force captain standing next to a bed. This is a silly bastard next to the bed that Kennedy starts exploding about which you can see why, it's hard to kind of see it. Obviously this is an audio platform that we're on, so you can't see it now, but uh, we'll have the picture, the picture's on my website, scottkalonica.com, you can go see it, it'll be linked to this podcast. When you see the picture, you'll understand, if you can see that picture looking at the president when he wakes up in the morning, when he sees it, this is the first thing he sees that day, he goes a little ballistic so I'd found this I'd found this uh, phone call a few years ago and I'd, I'd cut it together in something I didn't want it to go to waste so I just kind of cut out the parts with the presidential phone calls in it. I put them on YouTube because I just I, I didn't want them to go to waste I, I thought they were kind of entertaining and I totally kind of forgot about them until about about a year ago I started getting some crazy hits on this JFK phone call and it was linked to some website I wound up getting. I think it was 50 or 60,000 hits in a couple of days. It was really it was kind of nuts. So I I was watching that and I realized there was probably some kind of interest uh in this phone call the story was was interesting, interesting enough to have a lot of people listen to it, which is not, you know, usually when you're talking about YouTube, you're talking about uh videos with cats and and epic rap battles, which you know, that that's all well and good, but it's it's also it's also interesting to me when things like this become popular. So I thought there might be some kind of story here that obviously the people wanted to find out more about. So I did a little digging around. I had the actual... the newspaper clipping from the story that gave me some more information about the, the, the gentleman in the picture that Candy was bitching about. So I did some digging, and I actually I managed to catch up to him. Even better, he agreed to let me come down there and interview him. And I don't think that he... Realized what was going on I mean I think he might have forgotten about the story Or you know Because it, it had been 49 years at that point He had he'd forgotten about the story Or the fuss that surrounded it And um, I didn't want to tip my hat That I knew kind of more I just mentioned this is I wanted to ask him about Otis Air Force Base So he, he knew kind of what I wanted to talk to him about So I, we arranged an interview And I went down there And, um, the main thing I was worried about was I didn't know if he was going to be the guy that was in the picture, thought it might've been somebody else, but as soon as he opened the door, I could tell it was him and he wound up being a really great guy and having a great sense of humor. So, uh, he, him and his wife kind enough to let me sit in their house, interview them for a couple hours, bring me some snacks. That was very nice. Um, and so I've got this interview Now I did cut together a movie out of it It as a short film that hopefully I'll be showing around next year and eventually putting online at some point. So this is Ernie, also known as the Silly Bastard, reminiscing about preparations at Otis Air Force Base in summer of 1963.
2: The hospital was quite large and we had about eight uh, empty wards that were just sitting there and so we decided to take one of these wards and uh, designate that as the ward that she'd be taken to. We took regular Air Force furniture and uh, cleaned it up, put the furniture in there, uh, uh, outfitted it, had a little kitchen with it, outfitted that in the sitting room for people who would want to visit her. Uh, Did very little to uh, fix it up uh, using the regular maintenance funds that we had for things like that. That was the extent of what, what we had done.
1: And so that was the last that Ernie and any of the boys in the Air Force there at Otis thought about the situation until the morning of July 25th, 1963, when Ernie received a phone call from a general at the Pentagon. He said, what are you doing up there?
2: Of course, I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, about what? He said, well, haven't you read the Washington Post? I said, no, sir, we don't read the Washington Post up here. We read the Cape Cod Standard (laughs) 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 Times. And uh, he said, well, then he proceeded to uh, read me a story. And what had happened, uh, a reporter had called up the night before, didn't call me, didn't call the base commander, he called the hospital. And he got the medical officer of the day, who happened to be a captain, that he hadn't been in the Air Force for six months, got hold of him and said, I understand that there's some preparations being made. And so he told him, he said, well, I don't know anything about it, but there is a board that is being set up for uh, Jackie, in case something happens. Pretty soon when the story came out, we had bulletproof windows on the the wards, wall-to-wall carpeting. It made it sound real
1: posh. The upset Air Force General that made the call was General Godfrey McHugh, who also happened to be the Air Force liaison to President Kennedy. And what prompted McHugh to call Otis? Well, that that's this call captured for posterity from President Kennedy to Assistant Secretary of Defense Arthur Sylvester. Now, I did a little digging. Now, you can see this in the movie, but I actually found the phone records where this, uh, this, this fo- the, the phone call was listed on the phone call record, so we can see that the call was made at exactly 9.40 a.m. in the morning. One of the first things the presidents did when he got into the office right after calling Bobby, and um, he called uh, Sylvester to find out what they were gonna do about this situation. The phone call picks up midway through the conversation, and you'll hear Sylvester talking at first here. Uh, I'll just go ahead and let the whole phone call run all the way through. There are only just couple, kind of a couple things. You've got the backstory, there are a couple other things about this call that I need to point out. Um, well, first of all, the Pierre they're talking about, of course, is Pierre Salinger, who was President Kennedy's uh, press secretary. So they said Pierre in there, that's who they're talking about. Secondly, there's kind of a mystery to this call at one point he says, I don't care if we owe on a store or I don't care if we own a store. We'll talk about it after the phone call. I'll go ahead and listen to it. Um, see what you, you're thinking the, the president's saying there. And we can get to, I'll talk, mention a little something about that after the call. So here it is, phone call, the Silly Bastard phone call, July 25th, 940 AM, 1963.
0: Spend $5,000 for that. let it's cut their budget another 100 million. Precisely, Mr. President. Uh, The last word that they had for me yesterday after my talk to Pierre was to keep the photographers out of there and and fight them out of there. Okay. They went ahead on their own. The funny part about this is that it's a sidelight which might lighten your day. Is that the Army, you know, whom we save from this sort of thing out Walter Reed, when they saw this yesterday, they're unhappy. If you please. Well, they—I mean, so that's why the goddamn service—they ought to cut them a billion dollars. That's so. right, exactly. when yeah, I mean, you think it. of what the waste goes on—it is absolute Imagine nonsense. What they do—if you didn't just stay in their ass—they're going to order me three planes instead of one. Three right. They're going to do all these. I mean, they, that's the way they, these guys spend money. Oh, absolutely. They shock if we don't. Now, the only thing is, it would seem to me—I'd like to turn that—I'd like to send that furniture back. Have they paid for it? I'll find out. Mr. Just on my president. own. I don't care. We own a story, but I'd just like to send that goddamn furniture back. It's probably worth about two fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars 2000 bucks. When I asked him yesterday, where did the $5,000 go yeah. From the things they told me? I said, well, he couldn't have possibly spent 5000 on that. They've lied about it. Now, I've gone back to them this morning and said, get the facts and I'm sick of let's find a, they Yeah, tell the president of the White House the wrong facts. Let's get the facts to begin with. Let's find out how much they spent on this thing. Uh, I mean, let's find out what they spent, where the money came from. The also, rundown of where the bills have been paid, because a lot of the stuff we can just ship right back today. Right, I'll get ready. I'd we'll love to send it right back to Jordan Marsh in the Air Force truck this afternoon with that captain on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, what about transferring his ass out of here in about a month? He doesn't uh, have any sense I have for him. incompetence, not for screwing us. Exactly. Well, And that um, silly fellow who had his picture taken next to the bed, I'd have him go up to Alaska, too. The PA will be talking to you about that. Right.
1: Okay. So there you have it, the Silly Bastard Phone Call, Part 1. You've now heard it. What do you think? Does a Silly Bastard ever make it to Alaska? I don't know. I guess you will have to find out. I guess you'll have to show up for part two of our phone calls. Yes, there's not one Silly Bastard phone call, but two. Now then, the mystery that we were talking about earlier, as I mentioned, is where he says, I don't care if we own a store or we owe on a store.
0: Have they paid for it? I, I'll find out. Mister. my own. I don't care if we owe on a store, but I'd just like to send that goddamn furniture back.
1: Uh, someone else pointed this out to me. At the time, the Kennedys owned the Merchandise Mart in Chicago, which was one of the largest buildings in the world. It was built in the 1920s, 1930s, Uh, So a building so big that it had its own zip code. And that was um, in Chicago. He could be saying, I don't care if we own a store, I want that furniture to go back, referring to the the Merchandise Mart, or he could be saying, I don't care if we owe on a store, meaning some kind of credit arrangement. I don't know. It's, it could be either way. What do you think? Let me know. Drop me a line. Send me a tweet. Come to the website, scottkalonko.com. Come check it out. And uh, we'll get to the bottom of this mystery. So that's the Silly Bastard Phone Call Part 1 for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. As I said, these podcasts, we'll try to do one every week, every couple of weeks or so. We'll definitely have another one for the Kendi uh, memorial celebrations next week. So we'll have part two of the silly bastard phone call up and ready to go. Should be interesting. Well, watch out for the movie. Movie should be circulating around sometime next year, hopefully. So that'll be good. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. So keep stay tuned. We'll have phone calls from lots of presidents coming up. We've got more than 12 years to go through and more phone calls keep getting released every, every year. So I'll probably be doing this for a while as long as it's entertaining as I said, I'll keep getting better, you know, where I'm building up my equipment. We had a little fancy, little uh, fancy new intro there. That was kind of cool. I'll uh, maybe even come up with some outro music. Who knows? Special guests. We could have all, maybe I could even get the silly bastard himself here on one day. Who knows? If the audience demands it, then that's what I'll do. Anyway, my name has been Scott Colonico, and thanks a lot for listening. Keep subscribing and come on back. Bye.
0: I could send that goddamn furniture back.